Hi, and welcome back to the Tech with ITRT's podcast. I'm your host, Kat Phillips, and I have with me today, Gordon Merck, an ITRT at RS Payne Elementary and Perrymont Elementary with Lynchburg City Schools. We are here today to talk about some technology New Year's resolutions. So Gordon, welcome so much to Tech with ITRTs. I'm so glad to have you here. Thanks so much again, Kat, for having me. I'm really excited to talk about some technology in the classroom and New Year's resolutions and, and how we can use that tech in different ways and new ways that you know maybe didn't even think were possible. So pretty excited about it, excited to be here. Yeah, well, just like the beginning of the year is for any facet of our lives that people start thinking about ways that they can improve and maybe some things that they can do better. If we were on a block schedule, you would be starting a new with new classes, but we are starting a new semester and we are starting a new year. So we really wanted to kind of focus on resolutions and some things we can do to make our practice better and to maybe make our lives a little bit clearer, a little less cluttered. So let's, let's talk about some of those resolutions. One of the first things that I think about and, um, if anyone has been to my house, we know that tidying up is not my favorite thing to do, but every once in a while, it's just really necessary. So my first resolution, I think that we really need to think about how we can tidy up our technology, how we can tidy up our stuff. And so with, especially with Marie Kondo and Finding Joy, she really focused on being simple and clear and uncluttered. So one of the things that we can tackle in the new year is your Google Drive. And if anyone's Google Drive looks like mine, you know, we are Google School, so everybody has a Google Drive. I have a lot of files in a lot of different places that may not be that organized. And the thought of trying to tackle just the Google Drive is a little bit daunting. But if you take five to 10 minutes a day and just do a little bit to organize your drive, that's gonna help your sanity and help you feel better about the new year. So a couple of things that you could do to tidy up your Google Drive would be, and Karen Bell does this really well. She's one of our ITRTs a long time from Heritage High School is when you are creating a new document or a new Google sheet or any new Google item, go to the folder that you want that item to, to live in. So if I want to make a new document under my tech training folder, I am going to go to that folder and create it there. So starting from where you are right now, create your items in a place that you want them. It's just kind of like if you were doing laundry, you don't do your laundry out in the yard. You want to, if you fold laundry in your bedroom, it's more likely going to make it into the, the right place. So that would be one way you can work on your Google Drive. Some other things you can do with your Google Drive is put some color in it, make it easy to find. You can add some color to some of those drive folders it's really simple. You just right click on those folders. You can change the color. And for me, I want something to be real simple to get to. So my favorite folders that I go to again and again on Google Drive, I put an emoji in front of the words because it alphabetizes your Google Drive. If you put an emoji that pops it up to the top. So that can also make it a little bit easier for you to find things, certain folders in your Google Drive. How about you, Gordon? You have any ideas for Google Drive, or is there something that that helps you think might help us tidy up our Google Drive? So I kind of am the opposite of of what you described, Karen. As I think I kind of in my Google Drive would just create documents and let them let them scroll down, let them scroll down. So, you know, I knew coming into this year it was a little bit more. I'd be utilizing it a little bit more than I have in the past. So what I did, kind of from my 
example in my standpoint is I looked through my Google Drive, kind of just jotted down a few notes of things that I had and kind of thought about some folder ideas in my head. So then I created my folders and then moved everything over. So now I'm like Karen in that aspect that I can create my folder first and then put my documents in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't worry if you're not one of those you know, super type A people and you don't have those folders right away, you can still create and still tidy up, you know, just like you tidy up a room or, or anything like that, you can still tidy up your Google Drive. So, Yeah. And I would definitely encourage folks, you can't do it all at once. So set aside literally five minutes, put a timer on five minutes. That's it. And you get as much as you do, you can in the five minutes and then move on. That actually works really well around the house too. give yourself 10 minutes to work on an area. And if you're, if you don't finish it all, that's okay. You get to the end of 10 minutes, you feel successful and then you can carry on because it took a long time to get that Google drive looking a hot mess. And so it's going to take some time to, <laughs> to try and tidy it up. So I'm more in your, your shoes, uh, Gordon, as far as I definitely have a lot of stuff everywhere. So I'm trying to practice what I preach and let's face it. We all struggle with this. They call it chunking, right? You take little bits at a time, just one folder at a time, be happy with that. Next day, do another folder, things like that. So Exactly, exactly. So another aspect we can tidy up too is our email. There's a couple, couple of things I think with tidying up. Um, if it doesn't bring you joy, you should not keep it. So, well, let me backtrack a little bit. If you have a million unread emails in your inbox right now, please Leave. just go and mark them as read and archive. We've all been there. We've all been there. (laughs) We have, and some there, I mean, especially after a long weekend or a break, you might have a bunch, but let's say you have over a thousand. And I see some people, some people with a lot of unread ones, just go ahead, start fresh. You might want to maybe work through the first couple hundred or first 50, depending on what your, your email inbox looks like. But if you mark them as read and then archive them, if you go to your Google email search, you can actually still find the emails, but you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I have 1,471 I haven't read and feel just like that weight. Start fresh. It is okay. Just don't delete them all because if you delete them all, then you know it might be your W-2 or something like that. But if you archive and learn that archive is your friend, you can always archive something and then search for it later. But if you delete it, if it was a parent email or a student email or something like that, you can't get it back if you delete it. Well, not, not really. It won't come up in your search. So just to save you any headache, keep that paper trail or the email trail and just archive them. Okay. So once you've started fresh, often we have, um, you might get Edpuzzle subscribed newsletters or Google subscribed newsletter. There's lots of subscriptions that you've asked for on using your email. If you find that you're seeing these same emails again and again from the same newsletter or the same page, and you're not reading them, go click on that email, scroll to the bottom, and there is a there should be a, a hyperlink to unsubscribe from that email list. And that's just going to go ahead. It's going to save you time. You won't have to then delete it every time it comes to your inbox. So again, those newsletters that you've signed up for or those lists you signed up for, you can unsubscribe. So that to me, if it's not bringing you joy when you see it, if it kind of like, oh, I got to deal with that, just let's go ahead and unsubscribe. Another thing, and I know um, we had talked about this earlier, Gordon, is adding labels to your email. And if you have certain labels, then you can not only organize those emails, kind of like being organized in your Google Drive, but you can automatically pull things out of your inbox and put, and when you lay and 
label them so that they go to a different label, which is like a folder in our, in our Gmail. And the reason why you'd want to do this, especially secondary, we have students turning in submitted late work from Google Classroom. If you get those emails in your inbox every single time one of your 135 students sends you missing work or submitted late work, it's going to drive you up the wall. Whereas if you set a, a filter so that when it comes in, it will label it as missing work or submitted late work, then you can go to that label that's like a folder in Gmail and you can look at those emails just when you are working through your grades. And that way it doesn't get mixed up with important emails from a principal or another teacher or a parent. So that's one way that you can kind of tidy up your email as well. Exactly. I was going to kind of go, you kind of just touched on it there. I mean, that's a way to check, you know, that's even a way to mark your urgent emails, you know, have, have an email, have a label for your admin. So that way, you know, admin specific emails are going to a specific folder to kind of check. And like you said, especially in the secondary level, when you have so many students and, you know, you don't want that to clog up your email, you can label it, send it to its own folder. And that way you can check it there. So it'd be specific, like you said, so. Yeah, and I would definitely reach out to your ITRT if, if you're saying, wow, that sounds amazing. I don't have a clue how to do it. We definitely can help you guys set that up. It's, um, you can just Google adding labels in Gmail as well because Google will tell you everything. But that is just, it's just nice not to go every morning finding all these, all these things in your inbox. And it, it can be frustrating. Another thing with email, honestly, if you are working on something and trying to work on a project, close your email. You can even log off of it. You can close that. Don't go check your email because it is really easy to get distracted by one more email that comes to the top and one more email. You can pause your inbox as well. And that can allow you to kind of focus on a task at hand. And I just find that it's really nice to kind of keep that chatter in your brain. Keep the, it just, it's, you're able to focus on the item that you're working on better if you're not constantly checking your email. I personally don't have notifications because I don't want to beep, beep, beep that constantly is pulling me away from the thing that I want to be focused on. Um, sometimes that can, you know, bite you in the butt, but most of the time I think it helps you be more productive, less distracted. Easier to focus on the task at hand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So those are a couple ways that you can tidy up your stuff from Google Drive and uh, Gmail. Now, Gordon, I think you had some ideas with our next tech resolution. What do you got? So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And kind of kind of go off what you said, you know, if you don't know, ask. And, and you know, obviously we are here as a as a uh, as a resource for you to help you and more than willing to to help you. But again, you know, one thing that we can kind of touch on is master what you already know and master what you currently use. So, you know, we, we are a, a Google division. So we have that we utilize Google every day. There are various different tech certifications that you can get. You know, Google puts out uh, the level one certification that you can get. They have an online PD that you can go to that you can kind of train and go through and answer questions without, you know, without being evaluated. And they'll help you and tell you what you did wrong and right and, and go through that. And that also counts as PD and research points. So if you're, you know, if you're struggling, we always look at that staff dev looking for those, those PD points. The, the Google level one certification, I think, Kat, correct me if I'm wrong, is about 30 points. So it's almost it like a college level class. Yeah. So it's, it's like taking a college level class. So that's getting out a good chunk right there. And once you pass your level one, you can move on to level two and, and up and up. So it, it's only going to help you become more confident as a teacher in the classroom and as an educator in, in, in any facet that you use. Um, yeah, well, and I'll say in those Google 
those Google trainings that they have, first off, their training material is fantastic. And it's surprising. I'm surprised at how many people haven't done the Google level one certification because after living through a pandemic and teaching online and remote and hybrid and all that, I, I guarantee you, the very little effort would have to be put into passing that Google level one certification. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's, you think about it, oh God, that's a beast to do, or that's, you know, Google, that's a big thing, but no, it's not, it's not so bad once you kind of dive in and really think about it a little bit more. So another thing that you can kind of look at is, you know, we're using Seesaw for K2, we're using, and pre-K, we're using Flipgrid, we're using Edpuzzle. Check out to see if there's any certifications. I know there's a Seesaw Pioneer certification. There are Flipgrid certifications that you can get. There are Edpuzzle certifications. So various different tools that you can put in your toolkit to to help and and, kind of work on and make yourself a little bit more confident in the classroom and learn more about the, the tech that we are already using in the classroom. Well, and what's nice is those certifications, even if you're doing them on your own, you can get PD points for it. So for those that are still working on their 10-year certification, that's that's 360 PD points that you need. If you know when you recertify your teaching certificate, you'll want those points. And and all this work you're doing goes to, to those PD points. So just let your ITRT know, or you can put it in staff dev and you can get the credit for, for the work that you're doing. Exactly, exactly. And kind of going off that master what you already know, also try and use some resources that you may not even know exist out there. You know, there are a lot of utilizing social media accounts, Facebook groups, Instagram accounts that you can kind of look at to see what other masters are doing in their craft and what other teachers are using technology for. I know there's, you know, I belong to various different Seesaw Facebook groups and I follow various different uh, tech accounts, tech teacher accounts on Instagram just to kind of see what they're doing. And I know we'll kind of touch on this a little bit later, but it, it kind of also, you know, piqued my interest of, of oh, I, I see that in the classroom. I can kind of do that as well. And I can, how can I utilize that? Or how can I utilize the tools that I have, the tools that I have in my classroom? So, you know, what we have in the classroom, there are smorgasbord of options that you can use, that you can do using that technology. So if you have those things in your classroom that you want to use, use it. If you don't want to use it, lose it to contact your ITRT, say, hey, I'm not really using this. Can you take it out of my classroom? I don't feel like I have a need for it. If you don't want to lose it, ask about what you can use it for. Ask about what are the possibilities I can use this for? What are some things that maybe I haven't thought of yet to kind of use that technology in the classroom? So I think we underestimate the value of some of the social media accounts with being able to not only find out other different ideas, but even getting, even outsourcing help. I've seen quite a few people post questions and they get all this information and help from people all over the world, helping them that have had similar experiences, kind of, you know, you're crowdsourcing. So ideas, you're like, oh, I don't know how to set up my classroom. What should I do? Or to, you know, when Bitmoji classrooms got really popular, there's Facebook groups that their people are sharing resources and all kinds of fun ways that you're still, you're interacting, you have that professional learning group and you're really, you know, broadening your horizon. So you, you know, a little, but you're, you're Matt, like you said, you're mastering more of what you already know. And your colleagues are such a great resource your teacher friends, but also through the social media groups to, to find out what they're doing and what they really like. And if they're doing something different than you are, like maybe it's worth trying. Exactly. And, you know, we say master what you know or master what you want to do. And 
you know, as educators, we don't stop when we master what we think we master, you know, get confidence. And we think we're, we're really good and we're really confident in what we do. But, you know, my philosophy is you're always learning lifelong learners. You know, we want to, we want to instill that in our students. We want to instill that in our children, but we also sometimes need to be reflective and say, you know, practice what we preach. We're a lifelong learners as well. As well. So there's always someone better that, that when I was a track athlete in college, I, that was my mindset. There's always someone better. So I got to kind of work and always learn and, and think about what I can do to become better. So definitely there's always somebody out there practicing. Exactly. Our third resolution is something that you're going to talk about, Gordon, trying something new. Exactly. So we kind of just talked about that. You know, if you, if you have something in your classroom that you might not have used before, try something new, try something, you know, make use of an old tool that you have that you may not have used before that now in this climate that we're in right now might be very useful. And you may not have even known that. Check out our website, lcsitrts.com. There are, there's a YouTube channel. That's where you're going to get this link to the, the podcast. You can check out our newsletter and our blogs and things like that. And, you know, we are constantly pumping out content that that'll help you in the classroom and help you as an educator. That's linked on again, lcsitrts.com. The superhero site too, which has so many technology tools and how to use them. And that, that is also linked on the lcsitrts.com site. Don't forget our superheroes. Exactly. Add, add those, add those tools to your toolkit as many as you can. You know, some, some teachers have recently, we just purchased the CompTEL cameras. Some teachers may have that mindset of I've been doing what I've been doing for this whole year. So why change it? Why add something new to the mix? I like to think of it as a growth mindset. I got this new tool that I can utilize in a very different or fun way. You know, we're going to, we have some suggestions of things that you can do, you know, as a, as a, as a teacher using it as a document camera or using it for a live zoom or even teleworking using it, you know, to, to see your classroom while you're at home, there are endless possibilities that you can do with it, you know, various different ways to use that. So if you have any uses, you know, we have some suggestions, but if you come up with a really cool way, please communicate with us that we can, you know, so we can share that out. With any of our new tools like the cocktails and those, the volume, the sound, the webcams are so much better than what comes stock in our computers. If you use those, if you're using any of the old tools, don't forget about our LCS digital portfolio. We do right. want to make sure you get credit for all this hard work you're doing. And honestly, you've probably done everything to complete your digital portfolio for the year. The requirement is two digital portfolio lessons a year. Since we have been doing so much remote and so much online this year, I imagine almost every teacher could probably, if they sat down and just filled out the, the form and the digital portfolio is also linked on our lcsitrts.com website, that they could have that completed because you guys are doing a lot of great things. There's a lot of awesome things happening. And so try something new. And if you do try something new, even if it doesn't work, that's, you can still document that because That'll still count. If, yep. yeah, if you're not, if you're not trying, if you're not doing new things, if you're not making mistakes or having lessons where you're like, wow, that didn't work. Let's face it. You're not pushing the envelope. And we do, we just constantly want to get better and do better and, and find ways to help our students be engaged, help them understand the material the idea is, and all teachers, we're kind of all perfectionists. We want to do it the best yeah. way possible. Sometimes we get stuck in that rut a little bit. And I think, you know, some of these new tools can kind of give us that kickstart we need to really, to really, you know, explore the new possibilities and things like that. So 
Yeah, and so that brings us, so trying something new is our number three. Number four, it brings us to our last of our sort of New Year's tech resolutions is get organized. And I kind of say that because I really, my mother always said, you teach that which you most need to learn. So if I'm teaching you guys about needing to get organized and tidying up because it hits really close to home. So we could all use a little tidying up. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So in getting organized with technology, we have a couple really cool tools that could help you with that. What I would recommend still sticking with my, my bud Marie Kondo and finding joy and tidying up, pick one, don't pick them all. Don't do all of them. Cause then you'll lose your mind. Pick one and try it. I mean, let's face it. I, I'm the kind of person who starts a calendar every year and I get through January maybe, and then I don't ever open it again, but I've tried. And so if you're that kind of person, you can keep trying just like I'm going to keep trying and try some of these things. And you might find one of them sticks. You might find one that's really actually helps you be a little bit more productive or more um, engaging or whatever it is more organized in the new year. So there's a, we're googly, you know, we love googly stuff. So <laughs> number one, Google Keep. Um, that is really, it's helpful with interacting with students. It's helpful with organizing documents. The coolest thing I find with Google Keep is you can have a note, it's like a little post-it note where I could share it. So I could share my Google Keep with Gordon and we have a uh, list of things we need to do and we both get to see it. And as we check off the things that we've done, if he checks it off, it's not on his desk and only he sees that it's done. I see that that list is also um, shrinking as well. So that was one way that my co-teacher and I could communicate was we had a list of things we both needed to do. And so we were able to share that and collaborate on that note. Um, it's, it's worth looking into. It's a great way to help you be organized in the new year. Doing things exactly. like having yeah, having your comment bank on a Google Keep and you want to make comments to your students. That way you don't have to keep on typing them. That's yeah, and it's, it's a great way for units to communicate. You know, it, we're in a time now and hopefully we get out of it now, but, you know, you're in your classroom most of the day and you can't go over to that teacher like you used to be able to anymore. And that's a great way to kind of keep notes with one another and, and keep up with what, you know, what you're doing as a unit and things like that, so. Absolutely. It's really neat. You can color code them. You can add labels, all those things. So organization, think Google Keep. You can also, if you're looking in your email, the way I work my email is if it's in my inbox, I need to do something with it. It's either I haven't read it or I've looked at it and I might have said, hey, I, I see that this is something that I need to address. I'll get to it in a, a little while, but I haven't finished it. You can use the tasks feature in Gmail. And that's really helpful because you can actually put your emails and make them into tasks. And that helps you realize, oh, I needed to act on my posting my grades or so that's one way that you can help organize the action items you need in your Gmail. And I find that that's, that's super helpful. Do you ever use exactly. tasks? Turn your, turn your emails into a to-do list almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've used it. I've used it a few times of just kind of to kind of keep me, you know, sometimes we'll see that email and, and it'll slip through. I know that's happened a few times to me. It'll slip through and you just kind of forget about it for a week or so. And I think use, utilizing tasks is a way to say, okay, I've, I've answered that. I've answered that. And I need to move on to the next one and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a great tool to have. Yeah. And it's right there. I'm a post-it note girl. And so I write everything <laughs> I need on a post-it note, but I can tell you more yep. often than that. I lose the post-it note. So with tasks, <laughs> at least it's right there on your computer. So unless you yep. don't have your charger, you're, you've got your stuff. And so the last thing I would say with get organized, and there's a gazillion other ones out there. Well, I'll say two. 
Google Calendar, I help myself remember things by making an appointment in Google Calendar. If I need to go back and look at a student's account, I will make an appointment to remind myself and any other people that need to look at this in Google Calendar. If I need to make sure that I have a grade book open or closed, I do the same thing. And if you look at Google Calendar, that way it integrates with Google Classroom, that's a really great way. So if you have due dates and all that, that's a really great way to help teachers to be organized using your, your Google calendar, but you can also encourage your students to also look at that Google calendar to organize them within their, their work schedule. Scheduling send is going to be kind of my last little way to be organized. It's hard to remember to do everything. If you need to send the email out to your students at a certain time, or you need to post a certain Google classroom item, you can schedule, schedule post, but you can also in your email, you can schedule send so what that means is instead of just sending it right away, I pick the time and date that it's going to actually go out. And we know why this is helpful, but I'll use a good example that I use. If I send an email out on a Friday afternoon to teachers, we're all checked out. We're exhausted. Our patient's jar is empty. We're thinking about the weekend. No one really focuses on it. But if it comes Monday morning or Sunday night, it's going to be higher up in their, their inbox. So you can kind of schedule send things so that you don't have to remember to send it later, but it also doesn't get buried in an inbox. This is also really helpful if I want to just send a reminder, hey guys, grades are due on Friday. I might want that to go out Friday morning and I can schedule send it on Monday. And so then I don't even have to think about it again. So you can get some of those things that weigh on your mind, like, oh, don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. By sending up your emails, you can schedule some of those emails to go out to your students, to your parents, to whoever at a certain time. And that's super helpful. You can even do that with your infinite campus grades messages. So scheduling send, use it in all the platforms where you can use it to help you not have to wait to the right time to do something. Exactly. I know sometimes, you know, you're thinking about things. Oh, I got to do this. Kind of like, you know, like we said, you can utilize tasks, do that to do list. You can utilize schedule send to just say, oh, I need to, I know I need to send this email. I may forget about it. You know, we, we all know things come up. So schedule, send it right then, then it's done. So you're, you know, done and dusted and you know that email is going to send out. So, yeah. So we covered our four main tech resolutions, tidying up things, mastering what you know, trying something new and get organized. Um, Gordon, is there anything that you want to add that we have missed or just to sum up? With our uh, listeners? Yeah, just to kind of reiterate, if you haven't gotten, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I know has helped me is, is that Google Level 1 certification. It, it opened my eyes to things that, you know, I kind of thought were possible, but didn't really know how to do and, and didn't, you know, didn't know were possible. So definitely try and go out there. If you haven't already gotten that Google Level 1, go out there. I suggest it. And I'll, I'll champion that anytime going to get that Google certification. But again, if you already have it and you're already doing all these things and or you have some great suggestions of things that you're doing in your classroom already, please let us know. And that's, that's one thing I love to see is see, see educators bring things to me that, you know, I didn't think about before that I could utilize or, or I could share with other people. I know sometimes people like to keep things close to the vest, but be open and, and, you know, willing to share what, what you're doing, because it might help, a, it might help a student who's struggling in somebody else's classroom. And it might help another teacher who's, who's kind of stuck in that rut, like we've talked about before. So. I would agree. Google level one certification, really important. But like you said, sharing the great things that are happening in your classroom just makes our students 
do better. It makes us better teachers. It increases engagement. And we are not, we are here for the kids. We are not here to do lesson plans and all that behind the scenes stuff. Like we are all in education because we find value in it. And we really want our students to achieve success and as, as much success as they can. So I've always really loved it when you were able to share and share your ideas with each other because that collaboration is what makes education feel like a family and and our schools feel like a family in Lynchburg City Schools, especially the ITRTs. We are a family that is just here to try to help engage and better our students and ourselves along the way. So, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Gordon, I, want, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today on Tech with ITRT's podcast. It has, it has been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much. My first podcast ever, and I'm more than happy to be here. And it was, it's been a wonderful time. So thank you again for having me. And again, just want to reiterate, if you guys have any questions, our listeners have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to your ITRTs, reach out to, to us. We're, we're here to help, like Kat said, and we're here to help you learn and, and build that family as best we can. So. And, and you, as you guys notice, as our listeners notice, Gordon is trying number three. He's trying something new. First time on a podcast, so we have to give him kudos for That's trying right. <laughs> something new. And like I said, we teach that which we most need to learn. So I'm going to try tidying up. I'm going to try mastering what I know. We'll try something new in the new year, and I'll hope one day I'll be organized or not. But um, I just we'll really, there. yeah. Well, we'll keep going one step at a time. (laughs) So thank you so much to all of our listeners for joining us once again on Tech with ITRTs. Join us next time for episode 11. We will surely have something fantastic and exciting to chat about. And we always love having you join our conversation on Tech with ITRTs. Thanks so much.